Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. In the future, you have to defrost a cop to put a criminal on ice. Sylvester Stallone is John Spartan, the demolition man. The toughest cop in the 21st century. But Wesley Snipes is cold-blooded Simon Phoenix. Silence is free! Now frolic chicken, chicken. But Demolition Man always keeps his cool. Hey, you didn't say Simon says. The future isn't big enough for the both of them. Demolition Man figures a bowler jet each sold separately, new from Mattel. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Well, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, not a craft beer podcast. We know nothing about beer, except that it mostly tastes good, and we like to drink it when we discuss geek pop culture. I'm Morgan Jeffrey, joined as ever by Tom Eames. Hello. Because if I wasn't, the name of the show would be a lie. Uh, we've been away for a little while, but now we're back like a blast from the past uh, with an episode dedicated to 1993 action epic Demolition Man. Tom, I don't want to ruin the ending for you or our listeners, but Sylvester Stallone freezes Wesley Snipes and then kicks his head off. Uh, what more do you want? It's a, it's a personal favourite of mine. Uh, I was going to ask if you've seen it, but you told me just before we start recording that we you have seen it and apparently we watched it together. I've got no recollection of that. Yeah, I, I I have a memory of us watching it together in our old house years and years ago. Um, but the good news for you is I can't remember a single thing about it. So you might as well have not seen it. I just remember Sandra Bullock being in it and mm-hmm. thinking it ludicrous. That um, <laughs> I, I don't know, I just didn't buy him as a pair. <laughs> Stallone way. and Bullock. Stallone I mean, and Bullock. But, well, yeah. I, I thought you were going to stop there. I remember thinking it ludicrous. <laughs> well, I mean that I, as well. I thought it ludicrous. Uh, and, and Benjamin Bratt's in this one, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That that you remember. Yeah. The Bratster. You remember he's there. <laughs> yeah. Big uh, Miss Congeniality fan, Tom. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I think this film is brilliant, which I'll admit is a left field opinion. Um. So coming up, why Demolition Man is sort of an unofficial chapter in the Rambo franchise, uh, why test audiences feared an incest twist, and how taking a call when you're on the toilet can lead to movie magic. Uh, So Demolition Man was released on the 8th of October 1993. In the film, Sylvester Stallone plays John Spartan, actually scoring uh, relatively low on my ranking of ludicrously named Johns in action movies. So he's above... (laughs) He's above Die Hard's John McClane, but I would say below the Marines' John Triton and below the number one daddy, Commando's John Matrix. You cannot get... You cannot get a more ludicrously named John. I know, but they, they keep doing that. Why, why was that a thing where they had to have a really silly surname, but just, just go with John? John, yeah. Because no one will it's... buy it if it's like a really <laughs> mental first name, like Hercules. It's no, if, be... he was, if he was called Hercules Spartan, it's yeah. like, well, that's, that's obviously... No, no, no one's called that. John Spartan? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Spartan is a, a maverick cop with a reputation for causing collateral damage, hence his nickname, The Demolition Man. Uh, after an attempt to defuse a hostage situation goes awry, both Spartan and his nemesis, the crime lord Simon Phoenix, again. <laughs> again, Simon. It doesn't, doesn't work with Phoenix. It's ridiculous. No, but it does. It works perfectly because if he was called, you know... Uh, Nefarious Phoenix. Well, that's that's a step too far. 
Simon Phoenix. Fine. Yeah, uh, fine. So, so both John Spartan and his nemesis, the crime lord Simon Phoenix, are sentenced to be cryogenically frozen. This being a standard punishment in the far-flung future of 1996. Now, bear in mind, this film was not made in the 1970s or the 1980s. It was made in 1993. So... Did, did, they, did they really think we were on the cusp of some not only significant technological advancements but also total reform of the US prison system <laughs> in, back in 1993 they're like give it three years I think we'll start freezing people that's, that's yeah. yeah at least back that's, to the future went right we'll at least go like at least like 30 years or so into the future but no you've got you've, just yeah. yeah you've got to give it 30 before you start introducing some ludicrous societal revolution uh so phoenix is thawed uh, for a parole hearing in 2032 but he escapes uh discovering that in this now utopian society all crime has been eliminated this means that the police are unprepared to deal with a criminal as dangerous as phoenix so they must thaw out the only man who can take him on john spartan it is essentially the same plot as 1990s animated series sherlock holmes in the 22nd century <laughs> <laughs> here's the trailer at the end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm gonna love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. The fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th. In the end, it took just one man, John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi. From another time. Pass is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Oh, hell. Unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Demolition Man. Great trailer, gives you a, a, a feel of what to expect. Although, there's a lot of talented uh, voiceover <laughs> artists, trailer narrators in Hollywood. You know, those guys who give you the uh, a little bit of uh, inner world this yeah. summer. That sounded like it was narrated by an English butler named Donald. If I mean, it's like, si- Simon Phoenix, uh, cry- cryo-, cryo sentence, eternity. Uh, but you can say warrior properly. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Can you, but War- can you say warrior properly? <laughs> this summer... In a world where one warrior, uh, warrior, warrior, um, is it explained how they just eradicate crime? Because I don't, you've sort of glossed over that. Like how... there, I think there was some, not, no, no, not really, not really. Oh, right. So, so by twenty thirty two, crime's just a thing it's... of the past. Everyone's just cool and don't worry everyone's, about it. Ev- everyone's, everyone's just chill. But ah. 
but they haven't really eliminated crime. That is sort of like the conceit of Demolition Man, uh, okay. is that not all is as it appears. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I like I like that it's got a, a bit of... It feels like a bit face-off-y in the way that it's like, you know, two opposable people just going at it. And it's also got like um, the Demolition... Uh, not Demolition Man, the Judge Dreadness to it yeah, which yeah. uh yeah i um I'm, I'm remembering it a little bit after watching that trailer yeah no i'm not 100 percent convinced that was the right usage of the word opposable but uh <laughs> <laughs> one 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 thumb is stallone one thumb is wesley snipes there's like a thumb war a thumb war to to opposable opponents um also right. did, did did wesley snipes did, no did eminem model his entire look on wesley snipes from no, this film no but you know who did no Dennis Rodman so apparently uh, yeah. Wesley Snipes like hated it, 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 in case you've not seen Demolition Man Wesley Snipes is rocking this sort of bleach blonde do throughout yeah. the film and he apparently hated it and as soon as uh, the film as soon as the, the shooting was done he shaved his head but he's also wearing these like blue like blue dungaree type stuff which it's I'm sure Eminem you know when Eminem was doing the whole stand thing with a chainsaw I swear that's what he wore didn't he, he just well, looked like that it's on record that Rodman just absolutely dug Demolition Man and was like look I'm going to model myself physically after Simon Phoenix where he slaps his character and that was the beginning of Rodman you know dyeing his hair all kind of different yeah. colours maybe maybe Eminem also took some inspiration from this yeah. iconic movie character so <laughs> so as the film continues it transpires that Simon Phoenix release was arranged by Dr. Raymond Cocteau uh, played by Nigel Hawthorne uh, who has also programmed Phoenix with knowledge of martial arts and computer hacking to make him even more dangerous because it was the 90s uh, <laughs> Cocteau is apparently the overseer of this utopia, but is actually a fascist determined to have society live up to what he considers to be the moral ideal. So he programmed Phoenix to assassinate Edgar Friendly, the leader of a resistance group who refuses to conform uh, to Cocteau's moral ideals. Phoenix's programming prevents him from killing Cocteau, uh, so he just has a gang member do it instead. Quite a serious <laughs> loophole there. Uh, in a final bout between Spartan and Phoenix at the cryo prison, Phoenix is doused in cryogenic chemicals, freezing his body solid. Spartan kicks his head off, shattering it, and escapes so the cryoprison is destroyed <laughs> with the uncontrolled quick freezing effect triggering an explosion. How? Don't worry about it. There's <laughs> always something that triggers an explosion in films. That's just how it works. Yeah, but does, does something very cold traditionally trigger a, a very big hot explosion? Uh, here's how it plays out in the movie. Did he just run through a cage? Stallone did did run through some iron bars, the iron bars of the cryo prison, but they were all frozen. So that's yeah. Still, don't think you can do that. Still, be quite hard. That's how science works. Uh, So uh, on on to casting. It's a cast from the past. <laughs> to play John Spartan, apparently the first choice was Steven Seagal. Uh, this, yeah. according to Jean Claude Van Damme, who told MTV News in 2008 that he was originally also set, set star in the film, uh, but both eventually dropped out because neither Seagal or Van Damme wanted to play the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone also passed on the project at first, but later changed his mind. He was int- 
interested in the idea of his hero being pitched against a villain of equal physical skill. He wanted them uh, to, you know, two two opposable guys <laughs> of equal of equal might going up against each other. Well, see, for once, like normally when we do this, it's either Stallone or Arnie, and I feel well, like for, obviously Stallone got the role, but uh, for once, Arnie, I could obviously could have done it as well. Well, but do you know who Stallone's first choice was to play uh, Simon Phoenix? Oh, was it Arnie? No, it wasn't actually. Um, oh. But but Demolition Man does mention Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, having served what? as president of the United States within the fiction of the movie. Um, wow. it, it, it's revealed that after a constitutional amendment was passed, uh, Arnie was allowed to run for office wow. due to his popularity. That's amazing. Uh, so that's way before he went for into politics. And coincidentally, a day short of 10 years after the film's release, uh, the 2003 California gubernatorial, not a word I ever expected to use on this podcast, uh, recall election uh, was scheduled. The election saw Schwarzenegger actually begin a political career as the 38th governor of California. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he I always had those, if, those ambitions. If, if they, yeah, well, if they change the rule, the rule, I reckon he'd become president. Well, <laughs> yeah. sh- shortly after Arnie was elected governor of California, an amendment to the US Constitution known as the Arnold Amendment uh, was, was proposed, which would allow uh, naturalised US citizens to to run for president, even if they weren't born in the US. Uh, but, it, but of course, it didn't pass because, of, because America. Um, yeah. But no, the actual first choice for Simon Phoenix, Stallone's first choice, was Jackie Chan. It would have been a very... Oh. Very different. Um, I mean, he said he wanted of the similar build, which that is. Well, I, I guess of like similar physical prowess. So Stallone, I guess Stallone's all like brute yeah. force, and Chan is like speed and True. stealth. I think and... Chan would win, but you know, yeah. fine. Uh, oh, amazing. I mean, that's but, a film I do want to see as well. But well, Chan wasn't interested though in playing a, a villainous role. Uh, mm. Wesley Snipes also turned down the role of Simon Phoenix. <laughs> no one wanted to touch touch this piece of shit. Um, but he, he eventually relented after the film's producer, Joel Silver, and director, uh, Marco Brambria, more on him later, uh, paid Snipes a visit on the set of the film Rising Sun, and they talked him round. Now, this is what I'm talking about. How do you get in here? Hey, hey, you got to wait that 15-day waiting period? Or can I just, like, take one now? Mellow greetings. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle? How much do you weigh? Well, I happen to weigh for this. Wait a minute. This is the future. We're all the phaser guns. Please vacate the museum. Uh, greetings, sir. What's your buck? I, I know. I, 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 I said there a minute ago. I was like, um, "Oh yeah, they're not used to crime, are they?" And you, you pretty much went, "There you go." <laughs> it's just like he's finally got it. Yeah, now it you is. understand, Demolition Man. Uh, I, I know. I joked about Simon Phoenix being an, an iconic character, but I do think it's a great example of where an action movie thrives because the antagonist mm. is just as interesting yes. and charismatic yes. as the protagonist. Like the most, Die Hard. The most famous example being Die Hard, where, yes, Bruce yeah. Bruce is great as John McClane, but you know who else is brilliant? Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Now, 
When was that? What, like, what's the last action movie you can think of that has a truly memorable exactly. nemesis? Yeah. Well, this is why Marvel has a problem because they only have Loki really, and they keep bringing him back because they haven't got any other good. Haven't got anyone villains. else? Yeah. No. Uh, so, so Snipes, uh, an accomplished black belt in real life, had to slow down some of his kicks and punches for the shoot as they were too fast to be caught on camera. Uh, alongside Stallone and Snipes, the movie also stars one year before a breakout role in Speed, Sandra. Bullock, uh, who plays Lieutenant Lenina Huxley. Uh, the character was named after Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World, and Lenina <laughs> Crown, a central character in the novel. Some uh, some literary allusions there, a more sophisticated movie than you might think. Uh, Stallone's character has a young daughter in 1996 who's referenced throughout the film. Originally, he was to be reunited with his now adult daughter in the future, uh, but these scenes were cut from the film. This led to some confusion at test screenings where audiences, expecting such a reunion to take place, mistook Sandra Bullock's character for the grown-up daughter and reacted negatively to a scene where Spartan and Huxley were about to have sex. So not 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 for the reasons, same reasons as you, where you're like, bit of a mismatch. More just they were like, they thought it was going into old boy territory and they weren't, they weren't keen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they needn't have worried, uh, not only because Huxley is not Spartan's daughter, uh, but because good old-fashioned fluid transfer, or as Spartan calls it, boning, the wild mumble, <laughs> the hunker chunker, uh, has been banned in the future, oh. al- along with violence and bad language, in favour of virtual sex, sort of a, a VR porn situation. Um, <laughs> How do they enforce all this? <laughs> like the spy cams? I don't know. Uh, but, even, but even like married couples, you're just not allowed. I think society has evolved beyond it at this point. It's, what, it's... By 2032? <laughs> it's, they keep don't, doing this. Don't Why forget. can't they at least make this 2235? Why is it going to be so near? Don't forget, this is a film that thought we would uh, ditch the traditional prison system and just start cryogenically freezing criminals uh, within the space of about three years. And then it thought within, within the space of about 40 years society will have been completely revolutionized into a yeah. incredible utopia or is it a utopia because you can't even can't even get down to the hunker chunker um, <laughs> well this is this is this is a this is a universe where only fans didn't come into <laughs> existence this no this is a universe where uh that ban that they're planning on putting on porn on only fans this is the universe where it actually happened <laughs> it succeeded and, uh, it succeeded in that parallel universe the future is demolition man uh so sandra bullock was Nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award, a Razzie in the Worst Supporting oh. Actress category for Demolition Man. Fucking outrageous. She's brilliant in it. Here's a clip. <laughs> really good. Oh, she's, she's really good at it. Let's go. Oh, I don't know. Look, I do know. Now turn that thing on. I hope you know what you're doing. Vector 23 degrees. But you're asking me to disobey service. a direct order. I'm to escort you to the cryo prison. Look, I'm you do what you gotta do. I know what I gotta do. I gotta nail that maniac and put him on ice. That's where I'm gonna be. Enhance your calm, John Spark. Look, I've had it with enhancing my calm. I'm gonna find that psycho Phoenix and enhance his calm. And when I'm done, I'm gonna turn all my attention to that Fruit Loop cocktail. Now, you don't have to come with me. I can do this alone, okay? Even if Simon Phoenix was programmed to escape, extinguish life, and steal contraband weapons, why are you proceeding into the depths of Wasteland? The reason why your citywide manhunt didn't work was because Phoenix was in the one place that, A, you can't monitor, B, you're afraid to go, and C, don't give a shit about Now, I want to go down there. I want to find Phoenix. I want to put him in a hurt locker. So, you want to come with me? Or you want to arrest me, huh? Okay. I'm with you. Let's go blow this guy. Away. Blow this guy away. Whatever. <laughs> nice. Nice little 
blowjob joke there. Um, uh, I, I like, not only is she good in it, I, I forget, like, um, the, like, Stallone back in the day, he's not that bad an actor, he's fine. He's a- <laughs> I, I know he does silly films, but he's 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 a step above. You know, when you, like, you think of Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme and all those guys, like, Stallone, he is that cut above. You forget that in I haven't seen Rocky, but he didn't. He got like a lot of nominations for things for that as as, as an actor. He was actually pretty good back in the day. I can't believe you've not seen Rocky. But uh, <laughs> it's just I, it's always things I forget about you. And every time you say it, I'm like, why are we friends? But um, I haven't seen any of the Rocky films. Our, you weird. would love you would love three and four. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to do a Rocky episode, and beforehand, you I should, have to have seen all. You of have them. to have seen all of them. Okay, uh, fine. No, yes, Stallone's a, a good actor. He makes some terrible movies, but he also makes some very good movies. Yeah. Uh, and when when he when he puts the work in, he's great. Great in Rocky, great in Copland, great in Demolition Man. Uh, <laughs> as is Sandra Bullock. Wasn't yeah. the first choice though for Huxley. Uh, Laurie Petty, who'd appeared in uh, Point Break and Free Willy, oh, uh, yeah. and latterly Orange Is the New Black. She was initially cast in the role, uh, but was fired after two days due to, according to her, a personality clash with Stallone. Uh, she, t- <laughs> she told Entertainment Weekly, "Sly and I were like oil and water." Um, hmm. Bullock herself later talked about working with Stallone in an interview with Rolling Stone. Uh, she said, We'd knock heads, but at some point I became like his younger sister. He'd bang on the trailer with his golf clubs in the middle of the night. Come out and play. He wanted to swap <laughs> golf balls in the middle of the night. This is not the last time we will touch on Sylvester Stallone's golf obsession. Uh, <laughs> so, so Bullock was up for golf in the middle of the night, whereas Petty, not so much. I, 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 yeah, I... Petty, petty. I think that might have been that might have been what what, what caused that divide. Uh, Doctor Raymond Cocteau uh, was played by Yes Minister star Nigel Hawthorne, uh, who called Demolition Man brainless. Uh, obviously, old Nigel it missed the Aldous Huxley references. Uh, I did wonder why Nigel was here. I got to say, I mean, he's a classically trained actor, and uh, you know, it's, it's quite a far cry from what Madness King George. King George. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Bratt Bratster he's, he's, the he's in the movie yeah. uh, he would of course later reunite with Bullock on Miss Congeniality uh, he plays <laughs> Officer Alfredo Garcia uh, Dennis Leary in one of his earliest screen roles he plays the resistance leader Edgar Friendly uh, according to Dennis Leary Sylvester Stallone had his own driving range and golf pro on set uh, <laughs> Stallone would approach Leary in full costume and invite him to shoot some holes he's just obsessed with golf just lo- I, bloody loves I, golf Just, I just love that some actors get to a certain level of like fame and money mm. that they just take the piss with what they can get away with and just go yeah I want I want to play all the golf fuck you if you want to do it I want to play all the yeah. golf uh, in a retrospective on his filmography Dennis Leary called Demolition Man a giant piece of shit uh, <laughs> uh, officer, <laughs> officer Officer Zachary Lamb, uh, the wise old officer still serving in the future who recalls the ways of old and remembers Spartan and Phoenix's bitter rivalry. Uh, he's played by Bill Cobbs, a character yeah, actor. Yeah, I, I recognised him from the trailer. He is he, a, a character actor. He made his feature film debut in the original The Taking of Pelham 123 in 1974. Uh, he's since appeared in everything from The Sopranos to the Night of the Museum movies. He was in uh, the original Airbud movie. Um, <laughs> but you will probably... No, you will probably recognise him uh, for his appearance in Matthew Perry post-friend sitcom Go On. Uh, yeah. 
that's probably it. That's yeah. probably it. I watched all of that. I it's did these, too. It's back in it's yeah. back in the day where I used to actually have time to watch TV, and um, I used to just sort of download anything that was on at the moment. I was like, I believed in Matthew Perry. Yeah. I believed in the sick. I believed in Go On, and it was all right. It was fine. But it, it never quite got there, did it? No. It never. And ironically, did not go on. It, it, it got cancelled <laughs> quite quickly. Oh dear. It's like uh, I watched the whole of Touch. Start. We've talked about this. I, I, did, I whole, did as well. I watched the whole of Touch with Kiefer Sutherland. Jesus Christ. What a waste of time. Jake! Yeah. Uh- in the film's opening scenes, uh, set in 1996, a younger Officer Zachary Lamb is played by die-hard and licensed to kill star and two geeks icon, Grandel Bush. <laughs> no, I'm not going to forget about it. <laughs> Go, I Commander. Should, I think we should do a um, like a two geeks Hall of Fame type thing, where it's like um, just like sort of obscure icons like him. And um, Buster I, Crab and people like that, who are, you know, just not, you know, they, they, people know them, but not by name necessarily. And I think that would. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought you were going to say we do an episode entirely about the career of Grand L. Bush. <laughs> just go big on Bush. Um, <sighs> Demolition Man also features appearances from uh, the Shawshank Redemption's Bob Gunton as Police Chief George Earl. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. David Patrick Kelly, best known for his roles as uh, the antagonist Luther in the cult film The Warriors from 1979. And The Warriors. Warriors. (laughs) And to me, at least, uh, for playing the henchman Sully in Commando. Remember Sully when I promised to kill you last? That's right, Matrix. You did. I lied. Here's the weirdest death scream you've ever heard. If you watch Commando, watch it back when Ari drops him off the cliff. I'll put a clip in here. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you... You did! I lied. There you go. Uncanny. Uh, Steve Kahan. Uh, he played uh, Captain Ed Murphy in the Lethal Weapon movies. He takes on a similar role here as, uh, as Spartan's 1996 boss, Captain Healy. Uh, Jesse Ventura. Uh, appears in Demolition Man. That's always a mark of a quality movie. Predator, Running Man, Demolition Man, all the men. Just just oh, the testimony. <laughs> That's all I remember from Jesse Ventura. Oh my god, the testimony. Uh, listen back to our Predator episode if you want to understand yeah. what that, that niche reference is, is referring back to. Uh, uh, Jesse Ventura plays a, plays the gang member um, who kills Cocteau on, on Simon Phoenix's instructions uh, in what's either a very small role or a cameo appearance, depending on how generous you want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is he just doing a favour? Because like, well, uh, Predator's been out by now, hasn't it? Apparently he, had, he filmed more uh, for Demolition Man. So a scene was filmed where Stallone's character fights Venturas. Uh, they have a big face-off. Um, and at the time of, of shooting the movie, uh, Ventura told reporters that he didn't want to talk too much about the film. They'd have to wait and see it for themselves because uh, the fight between him and Stallone was set to be something very special. Uh, the scene was cut from the final movie. Um, never mind. Um... Rav Schneider appears in Demolition Man. Yeah, uh, it's all in the trailer. Amazing. In an uncredited role uh, as Officer Irwin. It's not entirely clear why he's uncredited, uh, mm. but I don't think it's a it's a Hawthorne situation uh, where he asks for his name to be removed from the credits. Uh, because in 2020, last year, uh, Schneider tweeted, Demolition Man had a great cast. We all felt we were making a unique and very entertaining movie. Sly and Sandra were terrific. I assume that was in in response to someone asking what it was like to work on Demolition Man, he didn't just suddenly put out his thoughts into the <laughs> world. Like, Do you know what? I'm just going <laughs> to bl- let everyone know my thoughts on uh, Demolition Man I and my experience bl- with it. I had a bloody good time on that movie. Just going to put that out there. Um, a, y- a young Jack Black also has a small role in the film as wow. one of the resistance group, the Scraps. Uh, 
So the original script for Demolition Man uh, was written by Peter Lenkoff, who retained a story by credit along with Robert Renault. Uh, Lenkoff's now best known as the showrunner of the rebooted Hawaii Five-0, MacGyver, MacGyver, and MacGyver. Uh, Magnum P.I. While Renault's most notable writing credit outside of this was the 1988 Carl Weathers movie, Action Jackson. Um... Lenkoff was inspired by cop movies of the time like Lethal Weapon as well as articles he'd read about celebrities wanting to be cryogenically frozen and the song Demolition Man by the police (laughs) Um, no I can't say I've heard it um I didn't expect that to be referenced. Amazing. It's not one of their all-time bangers. No. Um, (laughs) So this script was rewritten by Daniel Waters, who injected more humour into the original straight-laced script. Uh, Waters wrote some of the script on index cards while waiting in line for Johnny Carson tickets. Uh, He said it was some of the fastest work he'd ever done and that he only worked at it for two and a half weeks. Uh, (laughs) Waters also wrote Batman Returns, hey, and Hudson Hawk. Uh, but first came to prominence after writing the film Heathers, uh, released in 1989, uh, which was not a box office hit when released, but has gone on to become a cult classic. (laughs) Uh, Interestingly, also, uh, Daniel Waters' brother Mark is a film director who directed Mean Girls. So between them, the brothers Waters are responsible for two of the most (laughs) iconic teen movies of all time and Demolition Man. Uh, (laughs) Weird flex, but all right. Um... (laughs) The film was originally uh, set to begin with John Spartan being taken out of cryogenic freeze in the future, the far-flung future of 2032, uh, until Robocop 3 writer-director Fred Decker uh, did some more uncredited rewrites on the script, adding the Los Angeles 1996 prologue uh, to showcase Spartan and Phoenix in their natural environment and make the differences of the future more striking. Spriking? (laughs) Yeah, why not? Decker explained, if you don't show Kansas, Oz ain't all that special. Uh... (laughs) All these men can take claim to having created the wonder that is Demolition Man, but but so mighty, Tom, is it standing in the annals of cinema, uh, or possibly the annals of cinema, that someone else, uh, Hungarian science fiction writer Istvan Namir, has claimed that he came up with it first. He says that most of Demolition Man is based on his novel Holtak Harka, or Fight of the Dead, uh, published in 1986. But he never filed a lawsuit because it would have proven too expensive to fight the forces of Hollywood. And also because his name would have been added to the script for Demolition Man. That's not... I made that... I know, I made that last bit up. It was just the money. It was just the money. I love this film. He, uh, he, he, know, he knows that he's the real holder, keeper of the uh, uh, Demolition Man. Uber. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great bit of, uh, of, of pub chat. He's like, hey, ladies, you know who really wrote Demolition Man? This guy. Uh... The film was directed by Marco Brambia, uh, an Italian-born Canadian film director and video artist. Uh, he's mostly produced uh, short films, music videos, and art installations. Uh, so a natural <laughs> choice for this. Um, Demolition Man was his motion picture directorial debut. Um, but it wasn't his first choice. He'd originally hoped to break into movies by directing Richie Rich starring Macaulay Culkin, um, but budget difficulties meant that that film at that time didn't come together. This was his second choice. Second to Richie Rich. Um, <laughs> Look, Macaulay Culkin was hot property at the time. It was, uh... True enough. Yeah. Um, 
Brambia only ever helmed one other movie uh, four years later, the Alicia Silverstone Benicio Del Toro crime comedy Excess Baggage. Uh, that was a, a box office bomb that received mixed reviews from critics, except Gene Siskel, who considered it an improvement on Demolition Man. Now, does anyone kick anyone else's head off in Excess Baggage? <laughs> I, I've not seen it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that no such decapitation occurs. Um, so, immediately a downgrade. <laughs> Um, Demolition Man suffered repeated delays and the original 72-day production schedule ran to 111 days. Uh, Stallone was out for a week due to an injury, heavy rains in Los Angeles, delayed filming, and a soundstage was also damaged in a fire. Uh, The production went through five assistant directors, uh, members of the crew had to leave to work on other projects, and the film's production budget, which was set at $45 million, uh, eventually uh, inflated to apparently $77 million. Uh, Joel Silver, the producer, he rejected accusations, though, that uh, Mar- uh, that Brambia was out of his depth, saying, Marco's done a brilliant job. We're over schedule because this is a very hard movie to make, not because he's inexperienced. It's like he's making he's making Demolition Man here. He's, slack. <laughs> he's trying his best. He's making, making an all-time great here. This is like this is like his Citizen Kane. Back off. Look, um, two blokes are going to talk about it on a podcast in about 30, 40 years. Look, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. The extra, just throw that extra... 30 million of cash just throw it on the fire um but the final cut of the film was apparently put together by editor Stuart Baird uh, who cut certain subplots like the uh, reunion with the daughter and action sequences that originally took the film well over two hours well we've reached that point it's it's mm. time now Tom for the part of the podcast that some people are already describing as without question one of the parts of the podcast uh, <laughs> it is fat smash Fact smash. Fact smash. Fact smash. <laughs> so, in Q8, uh, the Arabic title for Demolition Man was Rambo the Destroyer. Because Rambo movies were very popular, the distributor thought associating Sylvester Stallone uh, with Rambo in the title would sell more tickets. Just a lie. Just a flower lie. Just went, <laughs> yes, it's a new Rambo movie. And then you go and see it. It's, cl- it's clearly not. But <laughs> Can't do that. I, 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 all right. Um... Now th- this is interesting, and you will you will like this. It's all been it's all been bu- it's all been building to this. Um, okay. Demolition Man contains the idea that between 1996 and 2032, something called the Franchise Wars took place, uh, in which a number of different chain restaurants were bought up and <coughs> absorbed, leaving only one standing. Now, it's like Facebook, it- isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. b- buying up all the social media channels. Well, or yeah, it's quite yeah, no, it, it is quite. Um, What's, what's the word? It's it's sort of like a, a projection of the future, yeah. um, because you know how long before Disney buys McDonald's, it will happen. Yeah. Um, okay. So so in in the original script uh, for Demolition Man, Burger King was the only restaurant remaining, uh, but they refused to be involved in the film, uh, as did Second Choice McDonald's. Uh, so the final. Well, I don't want to be like uh, sloppy seconds. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but, but they went, but is, was Burger King bigger than McDonald's at the time? What were they thinking? I I, I would I'd say it's better. Controversial choice. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> the, the, the the fries are better, and I and I'd rather have an XL bacon double cheeseburger than a Big Mac. Putting it out there. Um, yeah, I never got the hang of the chicken and fries as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, the, the nugs are better at McDonald's. Um, yeah. 
but no, the, so, the, so the final film, very happy to be sloppy seconds. Um, the final film features Taco Bell as the winner of the franchise wars. <laughs> Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Um, and, and, and to celebrate the film's 25th anniversary, Taco Bell recreated the 2032 San Angeles version of their restaurant at the 2018 San Diego Comic-Con, which I was, I'm pretty sure I was at that, and I, I can't believe I missed, can't believe I missed it. Um, except... In certain territories outside the US at the time, Taco Bell did not exist. It wasn't in the UK at the time. We've got it. We've got it now. Lucky us. Um, Still haven't had it. It's it's fine. Um, So all all references uh, were changed in the film to have Pizza Hut instead be the one surviving restaurant chain. Lines were redubbed. Logos were changed using visual effects during post-production. Taco Bell was erased from international editions of Demolition Man uh, and replaced by Pizza Hut. Um, What faff. The real winner here, though, Yum Brands, which apparently apparently owns both restaurant chains and KFC. Wow. Yeah. So, but this made me think, Tom, Mm. and we've sort of, you know, we've we've foreshadowed this a little bit with our with our chat just then. If the franchise wars went down, and you could only save one restaurant, oh wow, what would it be? And and I'll I'll, I'll preface this by saying it doesn't have to be fast food. I mean, it clearly will be, but it doesn't doesn't have to be one one restaurant standing. What's 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 a a restaurant chain of any description? Any of any description. I mean, it could be could be anything. Could be could be prepped if you were mental. Um, (laughs) If you like trash food. It's a bit basic bitch to just say McDonald's, isn't it? But I feel like if ever I'm wanting um, a bit of a naughty takeaway, it's either that or KFC. It's one of the two yeah. for me personally. And I feel like overall McDonald's probably wins on choice because if you're not in the mood for chicken, <laughs> and then, you know. But if you are in the mood for chicken, it's in the McDonald's as well. Yeah, so, you, you, get um, the, you get the nugs, you can get those, those sort of chicken tender things <sighs> they do. They're pretty good. Yeah, what about you? What would you go for? I... I do, I do love a Burger King. It has to be said. Like, if if someone <laughs> in the UK, Burger King is surprisingly rare to find. I find, yeah, um, it's 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 not as. And yeah. I, I I think generally consider McDonald's uh, inferior, which I which I would not agree with. I if someone told me that every day for the rest of my life, for every meal, I had to eat because there was no other food left in existence, but I had to eat an XL bacon double cheeseburger, uh, large Burger King fries. <laughs> And uh, some chili cheese bites, little side of chili cheese yeah. bites. Be fine with that. Yeah, I think I can make it through. Good. Yeah, I mean, if if you're, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, you're not going to pick, yeah, chicken cottage or anything like that. Are you? I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. like if that, I, I think if the franchise wars happened, there 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 are certain chains that would have dropped out of the running very early on chicken cottage would have got demolished by kfc there's i i, I used to live in brighton and uh there's a there's a kfc and right next to it is a, is a chicken cottage and how that chicken cottage has stayed I know. in how business you make money? Like, I why would you i can't conceive why of the two unless it's got to be a front it's got to be a front for something <laughs> it's the only th- it's the only thing that makes sense i mean if if this was done in canada tim hortons would probably win 
for our Canadian listeners out there. Um, what is, what's, Tim, yeah. what's Tim Hortons? Oh, that's great. It's like, they are, they are popping up in the UK now, but they're all in like Scotland. There's none in London. Um, it's like, it's essentially, it's like donuts, but they also do burgers and all sorts. Oh. It's the, if you look up, look up the menu, yeah. it's incredible. They do this thing called Timbits, which is like <laughs> the holes of donuts, but of all the mixed of different donuts in one box. And it's amazing. Have um, you, but have you, have you ever had this or have you just done like your yeah, research? Yeah, no, I went, I, uh. I went to Canada and it was amazing. And ever since I've just been like, oh, come on. And they finally, come over to the UK but they've gone do you know what we should do let's just focus on Scotland let's not bother with, with uh, London well, um, so I'm hoping eventually they were like do you know who's gonna who's gonna dig our our brand <laughs> the people who deep fried a Mars bar they'll be up they'll be up for it that's they're, they're like our, our tester audience definitely I, yeah, yeah I like the idea if the franchise war took took place you'd have sort of Burger King KFC McDonald's about to fight out and you think that's the, the grand yeah, the grand finale. And then Tim is just like, hey, guys. And then he just like comes in like a robe, takes it out from under them. So it, it wouldn't be, couldn't be, uh, Demolition Man without some actual demolition. Uh, the film was granted permission from the city of LA uh, to actually blow up uh, the old Department of Water and Power building in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, the film also features the actual demolition uh, of one of the buildings of the no longer operative Belknap Hardware and Manufacturing Company in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and MTV yeah. held a movie tie-in contest in which the grand prize winner got to press the button that triggered the explosion. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey kids, this, this film that you, you, you don't know about yet because it's not out, well, do you want to <laughs> blow something up in it? You can just press a button and <laughs> blow some shit up. Fuck and- it. Yeah. Imagine being the guy who triggered a demolition in Demolition Man. Forget forget having that guy who wrote who wrote the he think claims he wrote it. That's the ultimate <laughs> chat up line is hey I I I am the demolition in Demolition Man. That's that's me. But then you'd meet a kid who was like, Do you know what I did? Uh I caused the collateral damage in collateral damage. <laughs> Or uh, or a kid who was uh, I, I'm uh, who says uh, I'm the baby from Labyrinth and thinks that that'll that'll, that'll, <laughs> char- that? that'll charm the ladies who would do that <laughs> didn't didn't work no. <laughs> like yeah I don't understand how you ever thought that would how you ever thought that would work they're just like well I I like that film and you're clearly no longer a baby so I guess let's yeah. let's come back to mine. I feel, I feel like it was the 90s it could have worked because they couldn't look it up but all yeah. they would do is just go oh I just look it up no it's not really. <laughs> yeah done sorted solved <laughs> one more thing yeah. the internet has ruined um <laughs> So, along with uh, sex, violence, and bad language, uh, the world of 2032 has also moved past toilet roll. Uh, This from Wikipedia. Demolition Man found renewed relevance during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, The film was seen as predictive when there were calls to end the practice of shaking hands and there were shortages of toilet paper. So instead, uh, toilets in the future contain three seashells. What? Here's a clip. I'll explain it. Sir... I formally convey my presence. How you doing? We are not used to physical contact greetings. Germs. Look, I don't know if you guys know it, but you're uh, you're out of toilet paper. Did did you say toilet paper? Oh, they used handfuls of wadded paper back in the (laughs) twenties. I'm happy that you're happy, but the place where you're supposed to have the toilet paper, you got this little shelf with three seashells on it. (laughs) He doesn't know how to use the three seashells. (laughs) 
can see how that could be confusing. I don't believe it. Is that you, Spartan? No. Zach? Zach Lamb? <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I got older. My God. I remember when you were a snot-nosed rookie pilot. They finally grounded me. Shit. You're a damn good fly. You are fined two credits for a violation of the verbal morality statute. I'll be right back. They seem to be friends, yet he speaks to him in the most profane manner. Well, if you had read my study, you would know that this is how insecure heterosexual males used to bond. I knew that. Thanks a lot, you shit So much for the seashells. See you in a few minutes. But how do you use the seashells? Didn't explain it. Well, so in case you couldn't tell, that scene saw Stallone repeatedly violate the verbal morality statute until he had enough tickets to wipe his arse. Again. <laughs> Highbrow, very highbrow movie. Um, but how do you use the seashells? We'll get onto it. So, oh, all right. So, the three seashells concept originated when Daniel Waters was trying to come up with ideas for a futuristic restroom, uh, and he called another writer, Larry Karazuski, who co-wrote Edward, Man on the Moon, Agent Cody Banks, uh, and is now a co-creator, executive producer on American Crime Story. Uh, but I think this is his greatest contribution to, to pop culture oh, yeah. he called him for suggestions uh and Krara Zuski happened to be using the restroom uh when he answered the call you ever done that you ever, you ever answer the phone when you're, when you're in the bathroom yeah I, you keep it you keep it to yourself don't you? You, you, yeah i i would say number one is okay number two it just something about it just doesn't feel like yeah but if it's number one i'm probably not going to answer it because chances are i'm standing up so i'm not gonna don't do be that. Whereas if you're sat sitting down, you're you're you're. E- it's easier to take it, but you can't let them know you're you're. Yeah, no. Nice. Nice. It's got to be important for you to answer it. <laughs> it's got to be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, bet, I bet some really important calls in the history of time have been taken while someone's having a shit because well, you only answer the phone when it's important. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Like, yeah, if it's some bullshit call, you wouldn't take it. But it's like, no. oh my god, yeah. what? Like a, a global disaster? It's like, yeah. where, where did you hear about it? Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, apparently, uh, Krawczewski looked around his bathroom um, and said he had a bag of sh- seashells uh, <laughs> on the on the toilet as decorations uh so waters decided to use that now the manner by which the seashells clean your bum is never explained in the film uh sylvester stallone has stated in interviews that the idea behind the three seashells was that two were like chopsticks uh used to clamp together to pull waste out of the body and the third what? was used to scrape what was left uh, over um what? And it says here it says here sandra bullet wouldn't do that <laughs> It says here, no explanation was made uh, about how they were to be cleaned or sanitised between uses. Now, yeah. what, what, but also what I like about well, that... they put them back? <laughs> this is worse than Reading Festival. But also, but also, that's so specific. And all I wonder is, did someone like tell Stallone that? Was it like, was that like the off-screen toilet mythology? Or did he just make that up? Because that is... That's some weird shit right there, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, and, and are we talking big seashells or like little tiny ones that you've got to sort of... God, that's just weird. What an odd thing to come up with. 
But who gave? But was it? Was that just Stallone's flight of fancy? And it wasn't. It was, yeah. It's one of those things that's never explained. And he was like, "Was Stallone just like, hey, you know, I guess you, you used you used two of them like chopsticks, and the other one used to scrape out what's left over." Although I, I have no, I have no explanation as to what how they're cleaned or sanitized. I don't know. Um, I gotta say, like the other day we went to the cinema, and um, they they've come up with a really good loo in that cinema because at no point did I have to touch anything. It was amazing because you sort of. You went in, there was no door, you just walked around the corner, yeah, and then obviously urinals, and then it, I think the, yeah, the water and the hand sanitizer was all um, automatic, and then off I, I was like, oh, brilliant, well, this this is the future, this why, is the, the... Why, why have we not won a national podcast award yet? Why, like, <laughs> was, this is... It, it's literally like, talking shit. It's moments it's oh. like, like this, I, I, I just think... <laughs> Why? 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 Why are we unrecognised, Tom? Why? <laughs> so, uh, also, also, um, I, what, I'd, I'd buy this film a lot more if it was set hundreds of years from now. Mm. But they're talking there like, oh my god, yeah, they used to use this thing called toilet paper. It's like you know, there's no way that toilet paper was eradicated so long ago <laughs> that you're talking about it like it was centuries uh, and millennia ago. But you it's know, only like forty years. But you know what, young people are like. It's one of my, it's one of my pet peeves when people say, "Oh, I don't know it. It's before my time." It's like, yeah, oh, fuck you. you. Well, you don't know what the Beatles are then, exactly. <laughs> because it was before you were alive. Exactly. Your breadth of knowledge doesn't start when you were born. It's like, yeah, it's not I, how it works. I, 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 I'm, I'm aware that the Second World War happened. I wasn't around exactly. for it, but I've heard about it, you know, secondhand. I suppose I suppose those YouTube videos when you see those pe- those kids reacting to, like, a, a Walkman and they go <laughs> mental because they're like, what's this? Why do I press it? Work it out. It's got a play button. Figure it out. How stupid are you? Uh, <laughs> Kids react to toilet paper. They're like, "What? Yeah. Whoa! What? <laughs> Kids react to three seashells. What do I? Do? What? What the fuck do I do with this? Ridiculous. Uh, two girls, three seashells. Um, <laughs> so, Demolition Man debuted at number one at the box office uh, oh, wow. with a final box office gross of over 159 million dollars. It 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 did receive mixed reviews. <laughs> to be fair, um, <sighs> it currently holds a Rotten Tomatoes rating of sixty percent. Um, Empire called it fast, furious, and damn good fun, uh, yep. sa- saying Stallone and Snipes were a dynamite screen combination. Uh, while Variety called it noisy and soulless. <laughs> um, but I think this might be the the epitome of mixed of mixed reviews, right? Siskel <laughs> yeah. Siskel gave it a thumbs down. Ebert, oh. a thumbs up. The boys, oh, no, they, the, the they boys disagreed. divided. The boys divided. I couldn't believe oh, it when I found no. this out. Oh, yeah. It's the ultimate mixed review. Um, <laughs> in in nineteen ninety three, US magazine reported that a sequel to Demolition Man was planned uh, for nineteen ninety five. But no such sequel uh, materialised. In 2006, Sylvester Stallone was asked about a follow-up and he said, oh, you know, I'd like to make a sequel to Demolition Man, but I believe that ship has sailed and maybe there are more challenges waiting on the horizon. It's not my best impression. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the, well, the, there's been more time that's passed since then and now <laughs> than it was between Stallone being frozen in the first place. <laughs> but in, in May 2020, uh, just 12 years off from the utopian future uh, where no one has sex, we can't swear, and we scrape out our arseholes with shells, um, uh, Stallone claimed a sequel was again in development. He said, we're working on it right now with Warner Brothers. Uh, it's looking fantastic. I, no. I, no, no, no. 
Is it anyone crying out for that? Are you even crying <laughs> me, out for that? Me, I would, yeah. I, I, oh, I, wow. I would happily submit myself to cryogenic suspension until that movie <laughs> hits theatres. Happily, <laughs> happily. <sighs> well, uh, that is it. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 in that weird era of when did it come out? Ninety three. It's that weird era of like. It's weird because Die Hard still looks amazing, right? Came out in 1988. Mm. For some reason, there are films from like the early 90s, which I think they tried too much and it, and they just look so shit in comparison. Like, it's like, um, you know, like, yeah, the Power Rangers film and... and, and I, you, uh, can't, you, cannot, you cannot compare this to Power Rangers. The Turtles films and stuff like that. They just, oh, they just look... The Turtles, films like, are, the Turtles films are classics of their genre, Tom. <laughs> wow. The, fir- the first one is great. Secret of the Ooze. Not so strong. Yeah. But. No, I think I think um, the performances are surprisingly good in this film, um, and the concept is, is is up there. I just think um, it hasn't aged well. Um, I think it didn't help that I watched it for the first time a lot older than you yeah. did. Um, but no, I, I mean, I'd watch it again. It's it's my kind of fodder. Uh, <laughs> well, it's pretty terrible, but I'd I'd watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, very good. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of probably one of Stallone's better films. <laughs> Having said all that, <laughs> make, make, still, of that what you, still, yeah, make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. Still one of his best. Uh, well, that is it. If you haven't already listened to all ninety plus episodes of Two Geeks Two Beers, what seems to be your boggle? Uh, you can find every episode today at twogeekstwobeers.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it is now, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Global Player, and all other good podcast outlets. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a review. And Make it five stars because let's yeah. fa- let's face it, you're not a real critic. You don't have any professional yeah. pride to maintain. Yeah. So just just give us five fucking stars. Like who cares? Yeah, we will, and we will read out any reviews we see um, going forward. Uh, obviously, five star ones. Five star ones. Yeah. Give us a one star. Yeah, but yeah, um, we'd love to give you a name check. Um, and also, do you wonder is that where Boggle came from? Do you reckon the name of the the, <laughs> but the game? I wonder if it was. I wonder if it was invented here. Well, anyway, well, uh, well, well, I mean, to, to, to boggle at something, it's like it's like a word that exists. But I'm now, yeah. I'm, I'm now. We'll, 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 we'll cut this for time. I'm now going to look up when the, the the game boggle was invented and whether it was pre or post <laughs> demolition man. Uh, I'm assuming many many years before, sadly. Uh, 19, 1972. So. Oh. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it, so it took us it took us twenty years to get from Boggle to Demolition Man. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know what they were thinking. Um, and also, please get in touch in all the usual ways um, on social channels at Two Geeks Cast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and we're also on the email podcast at Two Geeks Two Beers dot com. And we're also in the process of putting together our hundredth episode, uh, and we want all of your correspondence of any description whatsoever. So whether you've got questions for us about the show, about anything, about our thoughts on any geek culture, if you've got any kind of memories or stories related to anything we've ever talked about, we'd love to share anything really (laughs) within reason so please do get in touch you can get in touch in all of those different ways and we'd love to hear from you yes episode 100 will be a fan Q&A special providing we get enough responses Uh, (laughs) otherwise it's just not going to be released until we get get enough (laughs) exactly um 
You can also become a Two Geeks supporter on Patreon. Uh, head to patreon.com slash twogeekscast. Uh, you can sponsor the podcast, helping to fund our recording sessions, uh, help pay for our equipment. Uh, all your money goes directly back into making the show. And depending on what tier you choose, you get different rewards, including exclusive Patreon-only minisodes, outtakes, personalised thank you videos, merch, including a Two Geeks mug and T-shirt that you can't get anywhere else. They're not in the shops yet. Um, and even a mini-episode or full-length episode that's exclusive to you. And you can also find us on YouTube. Just put Two Geeks, Two Beers into the search bar. You'll find a complete archive of episodes, old and new, in full, plus clips and samplers. Well, until next time, that's it. We're off to Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tom, wh- wh- yeah. wh- why does no one know Taco Bell's secret sauce recipe? I don't know. Tell me. Because it's kept under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, is that the sign off? Is that the witty sign off? Oh, there we go, there we go. That's, it. Oh, right. That's all I've got. All right. I thought that I thought that was all I've had. I thought of a, I thought of a few more. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, what you call cheese that belongs to someone else? Don't know. Tell me. Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese, yeah. Uh, why, why do people say taco chefs are rude? Why? <laughs> because they get jalapeno business. <laughs> jalapeno business. Jalapeno. Were you just reading up Taco Bell related jokes for some reason? I, I, spent, I spent about twenty minutes doing it the other night. Yeah. No. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I, I am. I'm, I'm done now. All right. That's a wrap. <laughs>